And I'm Cass. And you're listening to Two Book Book Bitches. Bitches. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. What's going on? Hopefully some of you are watching on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Hopefully. If not, that's fine. We will eventually make it work if you, if this didn't work. I'm sure it will. I I'm, think I think we're fine. I'm feeling really confident. I'm I'm hopeful for the future. This Me too. Clearly on That's our so channel. beautiful. Yeah. I'm hopeful for the future. <laughs> Thank you. We'll get that put it on shirts. <laughs> I'm hopeful for the future. Two book bitches. <laughs> we're on our YouTube. We're on our YouTube bullshit. Um honestly it's kind of stressful recording YouTube. I keep wanting to stare at myself still. Haven't gotten and used to it. And you keep doing it, but that's okay. You look cute doing it. Thanks. <laughs> And here we have our our podcast ma- mascot with us, Pepper. Pepper, she seems to be Settled napping right now. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, we'll see. She loves to play, so she was growling a lot and barking in her last episode, but that's okay. She has a lot of opinions. She, does. she pretty... had a lot of feels. Yeah, for she her did. Previous episode. She's also Team Conrad, yeah. so she was just really going through it that last episode that we yeah. But she seems to be napping for this one. Um. Well, what are we doing today? So today we are back on House of Sky and Breath. Correct. And we're doing chapters nine to seventeen. Mm-hmm. So buckle up. Buckle up. Did anything like happen in like the S Jam world like since we last like talked? I, I saw somewhere on TikTok and like maybe I should stop believing everything that TikTok tells me, but here I am anyways. <laughs> um, like someone's sh- like was showed I don't know Goodreads and it showed like an untitled. Akatar six and seven though i'm not sure if that's new or if that's always been i don't know i don't even know if that's confirmed like i don't know no i think it's confirmed that there are more books coming or five and six because five we've only have four, four. yeah so five yeah. and six it says five is six. showing i think she has a six book arc for sure well i think she has like a contract to write all these yeah, books yeah, yeah. i mean i'm, I'm so, here for it you know she just i eat that shit up yeah I'm here I for really it. Do. I'm listening to the graphic audio of A Court of Silver Flames. Fun. Oh, it's delish. I must say, like, I really like the voice actor that they got for Cassie and Anesta. Um, so I'm, like, thoroughly enjoying listening to it. And I love Nesta. Like, if you listen to our Court of Silver Flame episode, like, I'm a Nesta stan. I love that bitch. So I'm, like, really enjoying it. But that's pretty much it in the world of SGM. I feel like no, January is going to come so fast. Oh, totally. Like, I'm so, these last couple years, like like months of the year always fly. I know they fly because it, it's like the holiday season. I feel, it's I just like feel holiday like, blitz. You get yeah. Halloween and then, well, Thanksgiving, Halloween for us. Canadians. For us. You guys get Halloween, Thanksgiving if you're in the States. And then Christmas. And or then New Year's. You might not even get Thanksgiving. If you're not in North America. I like Thanksgiving. It's just like an excuse to eat food and yeah. be with family. I feel like especially like. And I'm just like, I love Thanksgiving. Oh, see, I'm a, I'm a slut for Thanksgiving desserts. A uh, pumpkin yeah. pie. The tarts. Uh, oh, a butter tart. Love tarts. Do people know what that is? Like a butter tart? Yeah. Is that a Canadian thing? Yes, it is. Well, if you've S- never had a butter tart, then I'm sorry for you. I'm so sorry. So you should... I feel like that's a thing that I, I feel like Trader Joe's would sell. Okay, so when I was in the States, I lived there for two years when I was in grad school. And there was this other um, woman in the program with me, and she 
um, was born in Canada, but she had naturalized to the States after getting married. And, like, I think sometimes she listens to this podcast, so shout out to you, girl. Love you. Um, but I remember this one time I was feeling really homesick um, around the holiday time because I couldn't go home for Canadian Thanksgiving because they don't, like, obviously the, the days States off. is different, right? So I couldn't go home. I was feeling really, really homesick. And I just, like, I, I don't know. I was talking about butter tarts, and I couldn't find any. And I was like, I just want a fucking butter tart. Like, I was losing it. She came to school and she had made butter tarts and Nanaimo bars for me. Wow. And it was honestly, I literally could have started, like, I think I did cry. Like, it was just the sweetest thing ever. And I was like, this is so beautiful. And, like, humans are so wonderful to each other sometimes. And it was sometimes, sometimes Major, caveat. Like, but she was, she's, she's a lovely human. So, Amy, if you're listening to this, love you, girl. And your butter tarts were fucking bomb. So, anyways, point is, go eat a butter tart if you haven't. Um, back to what we were actually very doing. very interesting <laughs> sidetrack there um, as always yeah but back to house of sky and breath and yes. bryce and hunt yes um i guess we left off mm-hmm. the previous chapters um previous episode i think bryce was at work mm-hmm. talking to jessica on about, the phone yeah about the advantages of marrying cormac exactly but needless to say spoilers ahead Yes. If you haven't listened, turn back now. Or don't. Because we're not your moms. And we can't tell you what to do. Um, Take it away, Kat. Right. So right now, Hunt is talking to Bryce on the phone about how the new governor, who's named Celestina, hasn't mm-hmm. arrived yet. Mm-hmm. And as they're talking, Bryce's star starts, like, glowing again. <laughs> and she looks up to this see. makes me laugh so much. <laughs> the star glowing up. <laughs> You're not even letting me get a sentence in and you're already laughing. I'm so sorry. It's just, it's so fucking comical to me. Like, you're telling me that every time something happens, like, this bitch lights up. But there has to be a reason. Like, it, it lights up for certain things. I Because, like, 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 it lights up and then all of a sudden Cormac walks into the office. I know. Like, you know why? What, like, you know what, what just, is that? You know what it just makes me think of? Do you remember the Care Bears? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the Care Bears stare? When she just like when they would like puff shit chest. out of their chest, this is what it yeah. reminds me of. She reminds me of like a little light up Care Bear. I'm sorry, I can't. Every time I think about this, it just makes me laugh. Okay, like listen, I full transparency. I still haven't finished this book yet because okay. I'm reading along as he's as you know as we make these episodes. Okay. Um. So like, do you find out is why there, like, she lights up? Yeah. Well, for like specific reasons. Is there like a reason? Like, is there is there a thing? I kind of want to say something, but I don't know if it's like a thing that we find out near the end of the book. And I'm misremembering it as book one. So I'm just not going to say anything. Okay, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find we'll, out. We'll, and if we'll we, come back to this. If we don't find out in this book, I'll say, I'll remember. I'll, like, listen back to this Because I don't remember anything about this in book one. Okay. I might be, I personally might be misremembering it as we read it in book one. But I don't, I, I'm not sure. So I'm not going to say anything. But. Interesting. Yes. Anyways, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, okay. So she's talking to Hunt and her star starts glowing and. Cormac is in her office and so Bryce lies to Hun saying it's her boss and quickly hangs up the phone love that um and Cormac notices that the glowing star and he's like oh it glows in my presence because our union is predestined oh he's so icky (laughs) Bryce is not buying it though she's smarter than that um Bryce asks him what the oracle said to him exactly to make him think that like they are predestined to be together Mm -hmm. and he tells her that he was told that he was destined to marry a princess who possessed a star in their heart. Interesting. I mean, like, the shoe up fits. For, but also up for interpretation. No, maybe, of you course. Know, like, you know, like, 
heart of gold with that yeah, like, so like not a, like a like literal a good person not a literal star just like a good person like you're a decent human yeah. or veneer like exactly you know yeah like you make good choices exactly could be that yeah. it could be not le- less literal more like spiritual i i feel that i feel yeah that. And he tells her that their union would be bring prosperity to their people it's always fucking prosperity yeah but bryce isn't interested in having this conversation um and she manages to kick him out of her office love that now we're back with hunt and celestina the new governor has finally arrived um and hunt is kind of unnerved like by how nice she seems but he's like i'm not gonna let my guard down and see how this goes i also get suspicious when people are really nice so like when they're too nice i don't know i just it's ironic because i think i would consider myself a nice person when you meet me so maybe i'm (laughs) off-putting but like I feel like sometimes I meet people and they're so nice. Like, they're like too so, cheery. They're so like, nice. Like, it's like, I cannot be that cheery ever. And like, I'm how are you like, this cheery? I'm like, are you actually this nice? Or like, are you lulling me into a false sense of security? We don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. So I get we don't it. Know, huh? We don't know. I get it. We don't know about the, uh, enough about Celestina yet. Exactly. But she does tell the trieri that she works very differently from Micah, their previous boss, who turned out to be a psycho. Fair. Um... And not that difficult when your previous boss truly is like, a like the killer, bar is so. set really freaking like the bar low. is in hell yeah so she's like already a step up yeah so she tells them that she doesn't want like subservience from them but she wants a partnership Love and that, that she's willing to put in the work to earn their trust get that shit printed on a shirt truly also can i have that in writing no let where's my contract yeah like um we'll see if you actually mean this mm-hmm. but again hunt is still not buying her pretty speeches and I guess Celestina can sense Hunt's hesitation because she tells him that she hopes to learn more about his relationship with Micah so that they can avoid such situations in the future. And Hunt is like, well, what went wrong was Micah was a psycho who tried to kill Bryce. So like, bars low, like we said. Yeah. Like, bar- like don't like, do just that. Just don't do that. And we're good. We're Gucci. Do, like, we don't need to involve yeah. HR. Just like, be a normal person. Don't try to kill my wife. And we're all good. And we're good. Um, she actually even apologizes for Micah's actions, which throws Hunt off like a lot. Always the ladies. He's like, I've never received a an apology from su- my superiors. This must be suspicious. It's like when your parents apologize to you, you're like, this is weird. That's like, weird. Is- That's suspicious. <laughs> That's weird. Um, Celestina knows that Hunt has chosen to live with Bryce over the barracks tower. Um, and she tells the rest of the triary too that they are also free to live wherever they want. Like they don't have to live in the barracks t- tower. I kind of love that. Yeah. She tells um, Isaiah that in her eyes he's a free male and that she's going to continue to work to help, be- help him becoming a free man. I love that. Um, and she informs them that there are more people coming to join the triary since Sandriel's like, triary was split in half. Mm. Um, and then income bollocks and baxian which we think we said bastion right you say bastion i say bastion i don't know i understand why that why that makes more sense but i still say baxian i feel like you're probably right i don't know she didn't really include a pronunciation guide for this one uh i mean we talked about it time and time again guys if you're gonna write a fantasy novel i need a fucking truly or else i'm not gonna pronounce them the way you want me to post on instagram yeah something post a tiktok um so anyways bollocks is hammer and I don't know. I like Bastion. We'll go with Bastion for the for yeah. the purposes of us. Um, he's Hellhound. Exactly. Hellbound. Hellhound. 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 Yes. Not Hellbound. I don't know why I wrote that. I don't know. Hellhound. 
spelling mistake. Who knows? Um, so everyone is just like sizing each other up at this point. Um, so the hellhound or like Bastion has this like massive scar on his neck. And apparently the scar was given to him like by Hunt. And the hammer or Pollux is basically just like a sadistic fuck. Like he just, he loves being a crazy person. Like he's into it. Um, no one even gets like a full fucking syllable, like an iota of a word out before like Hunt tackles Pollux to the floor. He's just like, fuck you. And this is like not being chill. Like you remember how he was like, Bryce, it's going to be so fine. Like, don't worry about this is not him being chill. No, this is actually the express opposite of that, of being chill. Um, so we cut to Ethan for a hot sec, who's just like super freaking bored in Bryce's apartment. And like, he's left to his own thoughts, which is... (laughs) It's always bad news. (laughs) To be left to your own devices. Oh my god. Listen. Absolute insanity. Sometimes you just don't want to hear your own. No, are you crazy? I need to have like TV, TikTok, laptop, something else going on. Otherwise, I spiral and I pick up a new hobby. (laughs) And that's just not good for anyone. Um so he's thinking about the fact that he's like a wolf with no pack, which he considers like a soul wound. Um, and Perry texts him about, like, I think she's just like, are you alive? Because, like, he hasn't really contacted any of them. And he tells her he is before deciding he's just going to take things, like, one day at a time. So, basically, we just got, like, a little five-second scene with, like, Ethan in it. Um, back to the shit show that's, like, Hunt and Co. Um, Bryce is now on her way to bail Hunt out of jail after Celestina called her. So Celestina tattled on Hunt to Bryce. Hunt is super pissed off and Bryce is like, you're a dumbass for starting a fight. And Hunt is trying to get her to leave. Um, But Pollux and Bastion insert themselves into the conversation. And I'm pretty sure Pollux is in his like own cell from what I remember. Like he's in a cell, Hunt's in a cell. I don't think Bastion is in a cell. I think he just like wandered his way down to the jail. Um, we learn a little bit more about Bastion at this point. Um, he can shift into a hellhound and he was Sandriel's like spy master and tracker. So like, I don't know. I kind of think he's like the Azrael of the group. Okay, but like, yes. Do we ever really get a description of what a hellhound looks like? No, but I, I do have one in my head. Like, what dog do you think a hellhound looks like? Because I know what dog I think it looks like. I don't know. It's just too close to bloodhounds. That's what I'm picturing. Girl, it is not a fucking bloodhound. You think those floppy ear fuckers are... <laughs> Why not? What are you thinking of? You're thinking of like a... a Doberman. Like a... I guess. I mean, like, it makes more sense, but just the word just sounds... Actually, do you want to know what I'm really thinking of? You're thinking of like the dog from hell, right? What? What dog from hell? The three-headed dog? Oh, Cerberus? Yeah. No. Oh. I'm thinking of... There's a Pokemon. Houndoom. I don't know what that looks and like. And Houndour. Am I going to Google it? I'm going to Google it for her right now. And I'm going to I'm gonna post a picture here. If you're watching on YouTube, you will see it. Ready? Houndoom. <laughs> That's so specific. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing. Okay, you know what? Uh, let's go with that. Like, you're telling me the word hellhound does not inspire this. It's the horn thing that's really throwing me off. I just think it's and so the tail. perfect. That's a pointy tail. It's a really pointy tail. I'm going to put a picture up so you guys can see, but yeah. I, I, that's what I'm picturing. Cat, 
I don't know why you're picturing a bloodhound. That's I'm crazy. I'm not picturing a bloodhound. Just the word sounds like that. Okay, okay. I feel you. I feel you. Um, yeah, so he's a hellhound. He's a spy master. He's a tracker. And then Pollock starts throwing, like, stupid jobs at, like, Bryce. Like, he's just being a dick. Um, but she shuts him up pretty quickly and, like, flashes her power at him when she, like, leans With her in Care Bear. Close. Yeah, she's stare. like, do the Care Bear countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. How do you remember ah. that? I don't know. I was really into the Care Bears when I was younger. I don't remember any other names. Oh, no, I do. There was, like, Sunshine Bear. I don't remember this. Oh, I love the Care Bears. I thought they were so cute. I used to watch it, but I don't remember. It's more of a fever dream for me. (laughs) I mean, the entire show was a fever dream, so that, like, checks out. Um, Bastion laughs at, like, the exchange between, like, Pollux and um, Bryce and tells Bryce that he's happy someone put a bullet through Micah's head before leaving. So I feel like this is our first, like, little look into, like, Bastion is maybe like not what he seems like there's more to him than just like oh he was part of Sandriel's Triari Mm -hmm. like he's got depth to him like you know um and I'm sure we'll discover that Bryce is shocked as was I um but she tells like Hunt not to get into any more fights um before Celestina's voice like comes through like the intercom and is like yeah Hunt like you're free to go um but Pollux has to stay because he didn't do anything to like defuse the fight so he's still in timeout um, Bryce and Hunt leave with Pollux basically giving them like the evil eye from his cell. Like he's like super pissed off. Now we switch to Therion. So much switching. I know. There's a lot of different like so point of views in this. POVs. Uh, so Ther- Therion is still trying to find Sophie and has currently hacked into her email account using some software from like Declan that Cute. he bought. He purchased it. Yeah. He didn't get it for free? No. He was like, no friend discount for you. That's actually so rough. <laughs> you have to pay the full price. Do you remember when you used to have to, like, buy software for, like, your computer and, like, install them with, like, a CD? Yeah, you used to have to do that for, like, Microsoft. like Windows. Like, yeah, Microsoft. Yeah. Windows updates. Yeah, all the Office 365. Norton. Norton Security. Do you remember that? Oh, those were the times. So now you just, like, click a link on your fucking Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Which she knows is now real. I, I, did I really deny you? For, like, I feel like I knew that that was real. You were like... I was trying to convince you it wasn't? A little bit. I don't remember that. It was a little bit like Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss of you. Okay. But I kind of love it. All right. Well, she was right. <laughs> Anyways. um, So, Therion looks in the email inbox. He looks in the junk folder. He looks in the trash. And he finds nothing. And then he starts looking at the sent folder. um, But then realizes that he has, like, 30 minutes left until he needs to, like get into water or right. like risks losing his fins right um but he's like i got time so he keeps looking through the emails and he finds an email subject um dusk's truth which Ooh. like catches his eye and it was sent like three years ago mm-hmm. he reads the email and all it says is working on gaining access will take time he scrolls down to see like what she was responding to and he sees an email from a username called like banshee fan 56 that says, have you gotten inside yet? Uh, I want to know the full story. So espionage. I know. I love it. It's like none of this makes sense. No. I love it. So he searches the email system for this like sender's name. And he finds another like half deleted like chain titled Project Thur. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we remember, that's like the, the god the, of Thor. Like uh, to me, that's ba- just it's Thor. Thor. It's that's Thor. just Yeah. It's Thor. It's Thor. Um, so Banshee fan 56 wrote, 
could be useful to you, read it. And Sophie has responded with like, just did. I think it's a long shot and the six will kill me for it. Um, and Therion thinks that the six refers to like the Asteri. That, yeah, I feel like that checks out. Yeah, so he Googles Project Thur and all that comes up is reports on like archaeological digs or art galleries with exhibits on this demigod Thur, which mm-hmm. is basically Thor. Um, he then looks in the draft folder and finds another email from the Banshee fan 56 user saying, when you find him, lay low in the place I told you where the weary souls find relief from their suffering in Lunation. Lunation. I like mine better. Lunation. Okay. <laughs> it's secure. That's what the email says, that Lunation's secure. Um, how did you say it again? Lunation? Nah. <laughs> she's like no it's again one of those words i just skip over anyway you're just like, huh, i just huh. I, it's just you see the word you don't read it in your head yeah you're like yes i, yeah. I know what they're talking i know about. yeah mm-hmm. um then sophie had started to like draft a response uh saying thank you i'll try to pass along the information to my dot 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 like she never finished the email Damn. like she never finished the email and she never sent it um so then he uses his like you know special special Declan software to search the um the username bansheefan56 he wants to see like who this person is like Mm -hmm, is there a name mm -hmm. and it turns out to be danica of course plot twist of course um i have lots of feelings about danica in this book and i feel like we'll get into it more yes the more the more that's revealed about danica the more we'll get into that Mm -hmm. um so yeah we find out it's danica which is plot twist um and then therion realizes that you know, the time has come that he's running out of time and he needs to jump into the water. Mm-hmm. So he starts sprinting to the water and he barely makes it in time, but he does. And then while he's in the water, he's thinking about like what the emails could mean and the fact that like clearly Danica knew Sophie and like what's the connection there. Mm-hmm. I feel like Danica knew like everyone. I know, truly. Like she's all, she was involved in all things Literally chaotic, everything. all things like she was like oh should i not be doing this i'm involved it's for me yeah so (laughs) everyone's like danica no and she's like danica yes (laughs) so he gets out of the water he looks at his phone for like reports and he sees a report of like an adolescent size like life fest with the word like um bodgraven written on it Mm -hmm. um which was found on an abandoned boat Mm -hmm. um but there was no one to be found but there was a lingering scent of like a young human male. So Ooh. Therion thinks this could be Emil since he was previously on a boat named Bodgraven. Right. So Therion heads to the site to investigate the boat that the life vest was found on. And then on the boat, he finds like an abandoned sleeping area and like empty cans of food and water bottles mm-hmm. along with like some small muddy footprints on the deck. So all signs are pointing to this being Emil. Right. The boat still has, like, plenty of fuel indicating that, like, this was probably, like, an intended landing spot. Because, like, if they're running out of fuel, they probably would have, like, left and ditched, right? Right. But, it, it was, like, well-stocked, well-fueled. Yeah. Like, this wasn't necessarily, like, where they were going to end up permanently. It, no, it was where they were going to end up permanently. Oh, I like, thought... Like, this was the intended spot to stop. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because, like, if, you th- if you're thinking of it with your detective cap on, put your detective cap on. Kids on. Okay. Okay. If there was no fuel left in the boat, right. you'd think that, like, this person was running out of fuel, so they had to stop here. Right. But if there is a lot of fuel left, then clearly they could pick where they wanted to stop. Oh, so I see what you're saying. So they picked here to stop. I see what you're saying. The way I interpreted it was, like, this was just, like, a stop along the way. Like, a planned stop. 
along the way. It is the plan. Stop. I think it's this is the stop that he he was abandoning the boat purposefully here. Okay, got you, got you. That got was you. what I got you with my detective cap on, which understood. clearly checks out because he like skedaddled. Yes, right, he, right, right. He didn't go back to the boat. Right, but the boat was in Sobek territory, and these mm. things are like pretty vicious beasts who like like to feed on humans. Right, right, right. And um, Therion finds like an adult arm nearby that was clearly Ooh. ripped off its body by a Sobek. But luckily it wasn't Emil's. Good to be him, I guess. Yucky. Um, but on this arm that was torn off the body, it has like an um, Ophian insignia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which is a symbol that indicates like the elite light fall squadron led by like Pippa mm-hmm. uh, Spestos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems like maybe like Pippa might have led a unit here to get the boy, but it seems like they failed because yeah, they, they were all eaten by they the Sobeks. ran into Sobeks. Yeah. But back on the boat, Therion also finds a map of Valbaran coast with these like specific marshes circled and then another circle around like Crescent City. Mm. So clearly like they were trying to like get to these marshes and then get to Crescent right, City. Right, right, right. But Therion is concerned that with these Sobeks in these marshes that Emil might not have been able to make it to Crescent City alive. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he calls up for like for backup just to search the area in case there's any sign of Emil. Smart. Yeah. Um, we are back with Bryce and Hunt and they are sitting outside eating ice cream and they're like licking it because it's melting and they're both trying not to absolutely combust. <laughs> like... They're just erotically eating ice cream in front of each other, and they can't deal. Um, They're also talking about Bryce's bike and how it's giving her issues, and Hunt is being like, Mr. Fix-It. He's like, I can fix it. And Bryce is like, oh, do you know how to, like, fix stuff because of your lightning powers? Which, I mean, like, it made sense, but, I like, when I read this, I was like, oh, this is such a stretch. Like, maybe he just, maybe he's a handy guy. Maybe he has a how-to-fix, like, bikes for dummies but maybe you, know I mean? you never know um hunt confirms that it's actually the case because of the lightning and says that he had to learn a lot about like machines and specifically how to make them stop working and that a lot of people are probably dead because of that um so apparently like sandriel used to make him like sabotage these like human mech suits like when the humans would fight against them like they would go into these like little machines kind of like remember an avatar which one the first one the, the blue, blue people one. one? Yeah, the blue one. Okay, you had to specify. Sorry, sorry. Not, not, like Avatar, not the critically acclaimed Avatar, The Last Airbender. Um, I'm talking like Avatar, blue people. Yes. Do you remember like when the guy would go into like the mech suit to like fight the avatars? Yes. Yeah, that's what the mech suits I'm picturing. Okay, yeah. You know that I makes mean? sense. I can see that. So he would sabotage them and instead of just like destroying them so they couldn't use them, he would sabotage them and then like leave them so that like they would die in like horrific ways. Yikes. Which is like awful savagery um bryce changes the subject because i think she can kind of like sense that he's like spiraling a little bit um and asks him what they're going to do about bastion um and pollux and hunt is like really skeptical that they're going to stay in line or that celestina can keep them in line they speculate that maybe the asteri specifically sent them um to rile them up or that there's like some sort of like ulterior motive conversation shifts um, to Ethan and Leaba and how Bryce doesn't want to hold grudges and how they both hope that Leaba is like across the river. Because um, remember, I think she had looked for like a little boat, but like there was no remains of her. Right. Very sad. 
Tragic. Um, they decide to leave when one of the Reapers starts to, like, travel across the river. But they get waved over by, like, Darion, who just, like, pops up. And he's like, hey. Um, he follows them to Bryce's apartment, telling Bryce he needs to talk to her, like, right now. Like, it cannot wait. And Bryce immediately texts Rune to hurry over because um, she wants to make sure he's in the loop. She's like, I'm going to tell him anyways. It's just going to, like, save me the trouble down the road. Darion is being his usual flirty self, and he's calling Bryce legs and asking about her sex life and just being, you know, funny little Therion. Um, But then Therion, like, interrupts, and he's like, oh, did Danica ever mention someone named Sophie? Everyone is like, oh, what is this about? Blah, blah, blah. And Therion tells them that he was assigned to look into a human woman named Sophie, who was captured by the hind, and that both her and her brother possess full Thunderbird powers. And everyone is obviously surprised because they're supposed to be extinct. And Therion is like, well, clearly, like, at least one survived, and that Emil had been captured and was keeping his powers hidden. And then his sister, like, broke into the camp um, to save him and, like, bring him back to the rebels. But Sophie was, like, killed by the hind presumably he also reveals that emil escaped from the rebels and that he was coming towards the city and that obviously like lots of people are going to be interested in him and sophie if she's alive to which hunt is like well like no one survives the hound that just like doesn't happen but apparently the chains at the bottom of the ocean were unlocked and empty so at the very least like someone could have snatched up her body doesn't necessarily mean she's alive but like her body wasn't there like nobody no crime you know what i mean right right um, the River Queen wants both Sophie and Emil, and Therion is like, well, Danica and Sophie were in touch, and there were emails back and forth, and that Danica set up a safe house for Sophie should she need it, and, like, um, Bryce speculates that she was talking about, like, the Bone Quarter, because, like, the weary, the place where the weary souls find relief, like, and she's like, oh, like, why would she send them to the Bone Quarter? Bryce and Ethan are adamant that Danica was not associated with the rebels, but Therion insists it was her and asks them if they know anything about Dusk's truth or Project Thur. And obviously, they know nothing about it. Um, Therion tries to leave, but Bryce is like, what the fuck? You can't just, like, drop this information and then, like, go. Like, that's not how this works. Therion and Hunt warn her not to look for the kid, um, that it would be a death sentence, and then, like, Rune walks in. Bryce spills the bean to Rune, and Rune is like, do we really think Sophie is alive? To which Therion confirms it and says that the hind is probably, like, already on her way to the city. If not for Sophie, at the very least, like, she's on her way for a meal. He also thinks that the, like, Ophion um, slash rebels are, like, also on their way. And that he needs to find the kid to bring him, like, beneath, like, to where the River Queen is before, like, shit goes south. Like, he's, like, so many people are looking for this child. Like, I need to find him. Um, Bryce is scared that whoever finds Emil will just use him as, like, a battery, essentially. But Therion... Yikes. No, it's awful. But Therion is, like, better I find him than anyone else. Bryce says she's going to ask Fury about Danica and Sophie. Like, maybe Fury knew a little bit more. Because I feel like Fury knows everyone's secrets. She does seem like someone who would, like, keep right. secrets. Yeah. Like, she has secrets in her hair. A hundred percent. That's why her hair is so big. Exactly. Full of secrets. Um, Therion says he's going to be back tomorrow at lunch. And he hands over, like, a sample of, like, the emails. Hunt and Rune are telling Bryce to stay out of it. But Ethan is on Bryce's side and wants to find a meal because he's probably, like, scared and alone. Hunt is like, is this really about the kid? Or is it about finding more info on Danica? Which is, like, such a fucking call out because he's right. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Like, is it just about a meal or are you desperate to find out whatever you can about your friend? Well, I think it's, I mean, I feel like it's a bit of both, but to me at this moment, I feel like it's more about finding out about Danica. Like, I get it, but like, she doesn't know who this Emil kid is. Right, like, what's the stake in it? Like, what's in it for her to do that? Exactly. Right? No, it's more about Danica. And I mean, Bryce admits it's both. But basically, she's like, I'm not going to let a kid be captured by anyone and used as, like, a child soldier. Admirable. Fair enough. Bryce leaves to take a breather, and she starts to, like, look through all the emails, wondering more about Emil and Sophie and how Danica is involved. And basically decides that, like, she's definitely going to help Emil. She's like, I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck what anyone says. I'm going to help this kid. We get a little mini scene with Hunt basically having, like, PTSD over getting involved with all this shit and, like, worrying about Bryce as well. Um, during dinner, Bryce and Rune are talking like mind to mind and Rune is telling her to be careful with Ethan because Sabine um, might see it as a political attack that Bryce is like harboring an exiled wolf. And to remedy all this, Rune agrees to give Ethan a job with the face side of the auxiliary um, because I get like that would be employing him, not just like he's not just like living at my house kind of thing. Um, they get interrupted though by Hunt and Ethan and they're kind of like, it's super rude to have a conversation in your head. Like what the fuck's wrong with you guys? Fair. Fair. And Ethan starts a conversation about runes or deal. Um, then Declan and Flynn show up and now it's basically like, does everyone have a key? <laughs> now it's a party. Does everyone have a key to this fucking apartment? Maybe. Like literally everyone is always Or she this- just like has it open. Like, ah, uh, door's open. Open Enter door you policy. Want. You can come in whenever. Clearly, because like everyone shows up to her apartment. Um... They get back to the whole, like, ordeal business now because, like, basically everyone who participated in the ordeal is, like, now here. So this is what you find out. So the Autumn King sent Rune to Avalyn because there was a female that the king wanted Rune to marry. But Cormac also wanted to marry this female. And we find out that the Avalon Fae and the Valbaran Fae, they hate each other. I think the Avalon Fae is a little more, like, they're a little more old school. The Valbaran right. Fae are more, like, modern. Declan had apparently bragged that Rune could retrieve the Star Sword from the caves. Um, and then the King of Avalon sent them off to like teach them a lesson and then sent Cormac and his twin cousins to basically like hunt them in these caves. So the boys all end up getting lost in the cave, and the three of them, um, like Rune, Declan, and Flynn end up in the catacombs surrounded by like blood sucking spirits. And then Rune finds like the star story in like a sarcophagus, which is just like yucky. So he just like pried it out of someone's no, like, like dead he pried hands. it out of someone's like cold dead hand, basically. Um, Cormac and the twins ran back to the castle at this point, and Cormac's father is like super pissed off. And after they kind of like tell the story about the ordeal, Ethan, Flynn, and Declan seem to be like getting along really well. Um, which I think, like, makes Bryce happy because she knows that, like, you know, he's a wolf without a pack now. So mm-hmm. he needs, like, friends. Um, then Declan, because, you know, he has no chill, he's like, so who's sleeping with who tonight? Like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And Hunt is like, I'm rooming with Bryce. Like, end of story. See you later. Done conversation. So the next morning, Bryce gets a phone call from her mom, mm-hmm. who tells her that she found out about the engagement between Bryce and Cormac. Ooh. Um, Bryce reassures her that she has no intention of marrying Cormac, and that it's just a fake engagement. Mm-hmm. But her mom is, like, understandably worried. Of course. Um, but Bryce starts getting, like, pissed off at her mom and tells her to, like, drop it because she just doesn't want to have this conversation. Um, but her mom gets upset and ends up actually hanging up on Bryce. <gasps> yeah. 
But from her phone call with her mom, Hunt overhears that Cormac came by Bryce's work. And Hunt is upset that she didn't tell him about it. Mm. Um, But she tells Hunt that it's not a big deal and that she just got sidetracked and forgot to tell him. But Hunt thinks that, like, things have been weird between them. Mm. Maybe there's just, you know, too much pent-up sexual tension. Uh, I mean... Gotta get rid of that somehow, you know what I mean? Perhaps if you just... Got together. I don't know why I'm doing scissoring. I was gonna say, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, wait, wrong. Wrong thing. (laughs) Wrong mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But Bryce has to leave to meet up with Fury, so... Hunt says that they will table this discussion for now, but we will revisit it soon. Um, So Bryce meets up with Juniper and Fury, but June leaves them shortly afterwards to head to practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And alone, Bryce tells Fury about Sophie and Emil and like all the stuff that Therion told her about Danica. And Fury tells Bryce that Danica never like hinted at any involvement with the rebels. Mm -hmm. But like, I mean, that doesn't mean that she wasn't involved yeah like that literally like means clearly nothing. danica was closed lips with about a lot of things a with everyone. lot of things yeah bryce asks if she thinks the meeting location could be the bone quarter but fury doubts that danica would send a kid there like that's aggressive you know that's so aggressive like because there's like reapers there yeah it and, seems like, pretty dangerous yeah it's, but then it's again not a place for a child then again maybe it's like the place you wouldn't think to look then exactly she's so like how could she place? send a child to the bone quarter she did. She did. And she did. And the well, child we is safe there. Yeah. Fury says that the only other secret she knew about Danica, um, and that she knew that Danica was keeping, was that she was a bloodhound, which means that she can scent, like, bloodlines, mm. which is, like, news to Bryce. Um, but Fury says that it's a dangerous gift to possess because people would pay highly to use it and to kill anyone with it. Yeah, because it's basically like a, like a, like a paternity test. It's a paternity like, test. you are the father. Your nose. And you are the father. You like, are the father. With Yeah. A hundred percent. This is so, quite the gift. Fury warns Bryce that she's getting into some dangerous shit. And Bryce says that she has to know the tie between Danica and Sophie and learn the truth about Danica and what Danica was involved in, no matter the cost. Of course. She's like, this she's, matters. She's literally not going to, like, she's not going to quit. Ever. Until she finds out exactly what Danica was up exactly. to. Exactly. Oh, good morning, Pat. Our little Pepper woke up from her nap. Pepperoni woke up. And now she's all excited. She just wants some nap. Um, okay, so Hunt is at the Comidium, and he's watching, like, various, like, soldiers, like, spar and, like, fight, and he's, like, chatting with Isaiah, and Isaiah is asking Hunt if he thinks they'll end up on the battlefield again, and, like, Hunt obviously, like, hopes it doesn't come to that. Um, but he starts to have like war flashbacks about Sahar and how Isaiah had warned them that they were all going to die. Like apparently like the night before like Sahar died, like Isaiah basically like met in Hunt's room and they were like, he was like, like what the fuck's going on? Like we can't be doing this, like blah, 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 blah. But Hunt ignored him and then him and Sahar fucked and then Sahar died the next day. It was, it's all very dramatic. Um, Never a dull moment with these no, natural people. Truly. So Bastion and Pollux are also there training troops. And Bastion comes up to Hunt, goading him that he can't believe that, like, Valbara is, like, this boring. Hunt says that he just wants, like, a normal life. But Bastion is like, oh, I'm having a hard time believing that, like, you want a normal life. Like, blah, blah, blah. And he brings up some memories from the war days, essentially saying that he was a slave um, to Sandril and that, like, 
Hunt never bothered to ask him why he was in her triari. So again, like, you get this thing, like, there's some depth to him. Like, clearly, like, it wasn't just as cut and dry as, like, he's this, like, sadistic person who wants to do these things. Like, there might be more to it. Um, Hunt tells him to fuck off. Um, But Bastion is like, no can do. We're partners now, buddy, according to Celestina. Um, And as if on cue, Celestina messages Hunt and is all like, you and Naomi have to show Bastion and Pollux the ropes, like blah, blah, blah. And Bastion reveals that Pollux is pissed off that he separated from the Hind. So I guess like the Hind and Pollux have like a thing. That's what it sounds like. I don't know if it's a good thing. Maybe it's a fun thing. I don't even know if it's a fun thing, to be honest, but they've got a thing. Um, And Hunt is like prying for more info because I think he wants to find out like, what the hind is up to and th- he does learn that the hind is not coming to the city and that the other members of the triari the harpy and the hawk are also busy doing shit so he's kind of like Phew, like they're not gonna averted. come here thank god um hunt asks bastion why he's still serving but bastion flips the question back at him and then both of them kind of come to this like really tumultuous agreement that at the very least they're going to take this assignment seriously they're like you know what like we're stuck together we might as well like do this well and like not kill each other in the process which i think is an excellent idea we flip over to therion who shows up at bryce's apartment to talk but bryce isn't back yet so he ends up talking to ethan about danica's like involvement with the rebels and ethan is starting to get like really really defensive at this point and it's like don't talk about them um and like getting involved with ophion is gonna get everyone killed like blah 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 theron is like listen danica did a lot of shady shit before she died and bryce knows that and you're not protecting her by lying or refusing to like talk about it like you're not saving anyone at this point um so Ethan then is like, well, there was this one thing. So Danica was a history major in university and she was writing this paper on something that could apparently get her in a lot of trouble. Um, but she ended up changing the topic of it, which was really weird to Ethan because he described Danica as like relentless. Like he was like, listen, like when she wants to do something like she will. Yeah, stop it like nothing. no one's changing. her Exactly. Mind so like, why the fuck starts. would she change the topic theron is like thanks for the info and ethan starts watching sunball highlights while he waits for bryce so then they're they're all just sitting around basically um then rune meets up with bryce and bryce wants to talk about danica and her connection with sophie uh they get to bryce's building and ruin warns her about you know getting involved with sophie and finding emil and reminds her that the asteria are watching her uh, then they, when they enter Bryce's apartment, they find Therion on the couch with Ethan, and they notice a white cat on Ethan's lap, and Ruin can, like, immediately sense Bryce's, like, fear or, like, hesitation, and Bryce tells them that, you know, this is not a cat, and then Hunt arrives, like, just in time as, like, the white cat, aka, like, the Prince of Chasm, starts speaking. Mm-hmm. Then they all go on, like, defense, but Adis is like, calm down. I thought we were all friends here. Like, why is everyone freaking out? Yeah, and Adis asks Bryce why she hasn't learned how to use her powers yet. And when she says that she knows how to use her powers, she's like, listen, stop, like, mansplaining this to me. I know yeah, how to like, use my They're powers. my powers, not yours. Exactly. He says that he remembers the last Starborn Queen, Thea, and mm-hmm. her powers. And if Bryce got her gifts from Thea, then she clearly does not know how to use them yet. Yeah. Adis then starts giving them all a history lesson about Bryce and Ruin's uh, ancestors, saying that Ruin's powers are more like Peleus, 
um, who is not a good guy, bad guy. Bad. Bad guy. Bad news. He forcibly wed Thea's eldest daughter, Helena. Mm-hmm. But before doing that, he killed Thea and stole her star sword, which Adis tells them actually belongs to Thea's female heir. Mm-hmm. So technically the store the sword should be Bryce's. Yeah, it's it's Bryce's sword. Yeah. But she's being nice. Yes. Adis calls the Prince Peleus an imposter, even though he is revered as the first starborn prince to everyone who knows him. I'm getting the vibe that like Adis was in love with someone. Maybe Thea? Maybe. Or Helena? I I got the more Thea vibe because he seemed really salty that like Thea died. This is true. You know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe he's not telling the whole story. Or maybe it's Helena. I don't know. I'm just I'm just getting the love vibes here. But personally. everyone is kind of confused as to why Adis is telling them all this. Mm-hmm. But he says that he was unable to help then and had arrived too late to help Thea. So he had even asked his brother a favor to kill Peleus. Yeah, because he's brothers with all the princes of hell. Yes. Like they all take over yeah. like a different part of so it. So he wants to ensure that the past does not repeat itself. And asks Bryce if she's doing anything to help in the war. Um, Ethan says that hell is their enemy. And Adis is like, "Mm, well, who told you that? Like, who wrote the history? Mm -hmm. And Therion says the Asteri. Ergo, you know, maybe not necessarily the truth because history is written by the victors. Exactly. And it's not necessarily the most true version. So who knows? Exactly. Adis then confirms that the Asteri have spread their lies for years Mm -hmm. and he warns them that the war that there is a war approaching and bryce's powers are not ready yet he's like don't get comfortable he's like you need to whip yourself into shape if you are going to help in this war he's like go to training camp sweetie like you need you need a boot camp he tells bryce that hell's armies will be will help at bryce's command he's like we are ready you sound the signal and i will send my army you know what though everyone's like bryce trained this bryce trained that but where does she do this? No one's telling her how. Truly. No, no one's, one's offering her, help. No one's telling her who to call. No one's telling her where to go. Like, no one's giving her a little card. Be like, here, here's my trainer. Like, he's really good with he's starborn like, powers. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what's up. He knows. Like, everyone's just like, be better. And Truly. she's like, but how? Like, I, makes me mad. Well, and Bryce is confused, in fact. she's she And she asks if he's basically trying to convince her to join the rebels mm-hmm. against the Asteri. Mm-hmm. And is like, I don't even know any, like, Ophion rebels. And Ada says, well, that ain't true because there's one standing right behind you. And in pops Cormac, who Adis addresses as Agent <gasps> Silverbow. Dun, dun, dun. Plot twist. Here we go. Oh, how the turntables. Oh, oh, how it turns. All right. So Rune is like, what the actual fuck does your dad know? Does my dad know? He's like, who knows? Um, and Cormac is like, no, and they never will. Um, now everyone is like, you know, the like Spider-Man meme where they're all like all pointing at each other. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. everyone's like, what do you know about Sophie Renas? What do you know about Sophie Renas? Everyone's like, what do you know about Sophie Renas? She's like the hottest topic right now. Cormac is getting really heated at this point, And then Theron is like, let me guess, Sophie's your girlfriend. 
which just makes Cormac like more pissed off. Bryce is like, okay, like let's all calm down. Let's talk like adults. And Cormac keeps asking how they know Sophie and Therion finally like throws him a bone. He's like, listen, I was asked to confirm her death. And Cormac wants to know if he ended up confirming it. But Hunt is like, uh, 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 we're not telling you shit until we get some answers from you. So let's all sit down. Hunt asks how he got in past the wards and Cormac confirms it was essentially like Adis who left like a hole in the wards and he came there because he's also hunting for a meal and he wants to know what Therion knows. Um, I feel like everyone kind of just knows bits and pieces of info and they're all trying to like. Yes, but you know who knows all the all the information? Hmm. Danica. And you know what sucks about that? She's dead. She's dead. Danica can't come from the phone right now. Why? Oh. Because she's, she's dead. Exactly. Um, Therion wants to know if Pippa sent Cormac, but Cormac is like, no, I was sent to the city for another reason, but now I'm here for a meal. So, like, that was just really convenient. Um, they want to know why Emil ran away from Pippa, and Cormac is like, she's basically, like, batshit fucking crazy. And Emil is afraid of her because she, like, Pippa, saw Emil as a weapon and wanted him out on the battlefield, which is crazy because this he's, like, a 12-year-old he's, kid. He's just a baby. Yeah. Like, what is Leave he doing? the on- poor kid alone. Exactly. And he ran away before Pippa could do any of that. Cormac is trying to keep Emil safe from Ophion. Bryce is like, how can we trust you when you basically um, like tried to kill the boys during the ordeal? And Cormac is like, you guys need to get over it. He joined the rebels because he felt like it was the right thing to do. He's like, get over the past. Like, I've changed. Um, Bryce asks why the hind went through all that trouble with Sophie. And then Cormac reveals that Sophie knew something vital about the Asteri and that whatever it was is war changing. Therion tells Cormac that Sophie's body was gone and that the chains were empty, which obviously gives Cormac, like, hope that she's still alive, which I think is so sad. I mean, I think she's alive, too, but, yeah, like, totally. 100% she's alive, but, it's, you know, it's still sad for her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, Therion is like, I don't know that for sure, and I'm here because it seems like Sophie knew one of Bryce's friends, and they may have, like, set up a safe house, and Emil is possibly there. Turns out... Cormac knows about Danica and that's why he agreed to marry Bryce because he needed access to Bryce and Rune. Rune specifically because he can like mind speak. Hunt is warning them all not to get involved but Cormac is appealing to their like compassionate side saying like that they should care about what happens to the people in Pangea. 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 And um, he asks where they think like the safe spot was and they're like you'll get that info when we're ready to tell you. Bryce interjects because she wants to know how Danica knew Sophie and Cormac tells her that Danica possibly suspected something about the Asteri and needed Sophie um, to confirm it for her and Sophie eventually did but only after Danica died. Um, so Sophie decided to use the inf- like the information to manipulate Ophion. Um, Bryce believes him and is like, I don't think Adis is in the habit of following, like, or allowing a steri loyalist into my apartment. So, like, I believe you if Adis believes you. And Cormac is like, you're telling me that Cat was the prince of the chasm? And they're like, yes. yeah. That's such a funny little, you know what cat I'm picturing? Artemis? No, but that's a good one. Like Sailor Moon? Yeah. Oh, did we talk about this? That it was Artemis? I feel like this. I'm. I feel like we did. Are we? Are we like having like deja vu? Yeah, I feel like we did talk about okay. this. Why? What I'm cat sure are you so. picturing? Um, you know the like white cat from Cinderella. He always tries to eat the mice. Lucifer? Yes. He's not white. What? He's a black cat with like a white belly. Hold and on. he's a fat cat. You're picturing? Hey, this is a fat cat. 
Again, I'll put a picture here for you. Cinderella cat. Oh, shit. Am I right? Yeah. This black cat with the white belly. Yeah, he's like a dark gray. Yeah. Damn, never and mind. And he's a chunky cat. You know what? Retracted. That's what redacted. That's redact, redact, oh, redact. No. You weren't thinking that. that. I don't know what I was thinking, but it was definitely not that. Redacted. Um, Bryce's like Adis, like definitely orchestrated all this. Um, so what do you know about Starborn powers? Cormac and Bryce strike up a deal. Bryce wants Cormac to teach her about her powers and end their engagement eventually. And in turn, she will help search for Emil and find out the intel that Sophie learned. Cormac agrees and everyone else is like, what the fuck? This is insane. We need to think about this. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and Cormac is like, let's take a blood oath. But they're like, you're fucking delusional. Like, like that's intense. Like, that's like really down. serious. Like simmer no down. one's taking a fucking blood oath. Like relax, buddy. Like this guy is ready to contract an illness to like make a promise. Like you're fine. Um, then he's like, OK, fine. If you're not going to like do a blood oath, then like I'll wait in the bar for you, <laughs> which I just think was like, like what a 180. Yeah. Like that's what you settle for after a blood oath. Yeah. You're like, like, you know blood what? Oath. Scratch that. Scratch that. Uh, I'll be getting some chicken fingers out at the pub. Yeah, I'll um, meet you there. Whatever you guys decide, let me know. I'll be there. Um, Before he leaves, he tells them this. Beyond Sophie, beyond Emil, this world could be so much more. This world could be free. I don't understand why you wouldn't want that. Um, and then Hunt goes, hard to enjoy being free if you're dead. And Facts. I mean, like, that's not wrong. Fair. And then Cormac opens the door and he's, like, stepping into the swirling shadows. And he goes, I can think of no better reason to yield my life. What a line. Intense. Mic drop. He's like, I will die for that. That's the hill I choose to die on. That is and I hill. will if need be. And you know what? He might. He probably will. So so now that Cormac is gone, they are all trying to make sense of the new information that they have just learned. Bryce wonders if Dusk's truth could be related to like the Lightfall Squadron and if Project Sir could be related to like the Thunderbirds. And they decide to take a day to think about all the intel that they have now and like they will reconvene tomorrow night. And then At the pub. Yes. <laughs> and Bryce and Hunt leave the apartment too. Alone, Bryce and Hunt talk again about how involved they want to get into this whole situation with Sophie and Emil. And although Hunt is hesitant, they ultimately decide that they will do what they can to find Emil and discover the truth about what Sophie was involved in. Mm -hmm. Bryce believes that whatever intel Sophie has is worth the risk. This way they have some info on the Asteri that they could kind of use against them if the Asteri ever try to fuck with them so you know try to get some leverage yeah 100 percent. i think that's smart bryce then changes the subject and tells hunt that she doesn't want to wait until winter solstice anymore to have sex and then she kisses him (gasps) finally some sense truly some sense hunt is immediately turned on obviously and is consumed by thoughts of fucking bryce what else but is Hunt comes back to Earth for a second and realizes that they are making out in an alley mm. and that anyone can see them. Mm. And if word got out, then it could end her engagement with Cormac. True. So he stops himself from taking it any further, even though it pains him to do so. I mean, but Bryce suggests pains me to read about it. <laughs> Bryce does suggest that they will continue this in private. Ooh. And he tells her that he'll do whatever she wants. Ooh. But Bryce says that she wants to know what he wants. Ooh. And he's like, well, I thought that was obvious, baby. Wink, wink. But then they, you know, walk back into the street and say that and agree that they will continue this later. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. As will we. 
because that's it for now that's it for now leave you there i feel like what did we learn we learned i don't know what did we learn that danica continues to keep secrets we learned who agent silverbow is we learned that adis potential is in love with someone we learned that like basically everyone and their mom is involved in this like sophie renas thing truly it's like every <laughs> everyone's like on a hunt for my these people. favorite thing is that like everyone's acting like it's a big secret sophie renas but literally everyone in this fucking book knows who sophie renas is and everyone's looking for her and everyone's so fucking looking it's a for fight her. To the to the finish line. To the finish line. I was line. gonna say to the death. No, but... no, but to the fi- first person to find her wins. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> finders keepers. Yeah, losers. literally, finders keepers, losers weepers. But I just feel like I don't know. I just keep learning things, but it doesn't add to my understanding. I keep getting more information, and I keep getting more confused. Yes, it's like one step forward, three steps back. Really. Oh my god, that's so Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel. It's only one step forward. Sad song. Three steps but yeah, back. I feel like we learned a lot, but also nothing. And I feel like that's mostly how this yeah. book goes. Um, and I mean, from what I recall about like reading the entire book, that is how I felt till the very end. So we've got a lot more episodes of confusion coming up. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But any other final thoughts on this like little section? Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Just confused. Just confusion. Just confusion. More confusion. Love that. So we'll leave it there. Yep. Take a break from this confusion take a little pause because what are we doing next week next week we are doing an episode all things taylor swift (gasps) including our favorite songs on each album and what books we'd recommend based (sighs) on each album so stay tuned for that i will be lots of friends fun Fun. Lots of friends. friends. <laughs> Lots of Lots Swifty of friends. Yes. I'm so excited for that episode. You have no fucking idea. Even Pepper's excited. Look at her. Pepper's a Swifty. She's such a Swifty. Look at she's, this. She's trying, to, she's trying to say something. Her favorite that. album is Reputation because she's a Scorpio. Um, and I just feel like that fits her vibe, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm literally so excited for the episode. I'm like a big fat Swifty. Like it's, it's honestly a little bit deranged. Um, and I think I went a little bit off for the episode notes um and i shall see i wrote out lines of my favorite lyrics she did she really did stay tuned for that basically a poetry reading episode yeah actually everyone get ready i'm gonna do a poetry reading yeah that's basically what's gonna happen um but otherwise all the information like our socials like our email everything is down below in the episode description or like the youtube description if you're watching this on youtube um please consider like liking subscribing commenting leaving a review um it helps our podcast out and we love you guys thanks so much for watching and hanging out and that's it so thanks for listening to two book bitches bye Bye.